something they didn't want to do. There's a family like the ghost. In the background, you hear my alter ego, Josephine Electric, tearing up the song Gloveless Punk Pug. And this song is our exploration into sonic dissonance. And because we use analog um, hardware sense along with digital sense, where appropriate, uh, we've always been inspired by a punk, um, uh, you know, aesthetic. And so some of our favorite bands from the past, you know, Sex Pistols, uh, Buzzcocks, um, early Talking Heads. <clears throat> and then you would get like Joy Division, um, Hushkadu, The Replacements. <clears throat> so I'm a big fan of that kind of power. And they even get into, you know, uh, Riot Girl Acts. Uh, you know, like Juliana Hatfield, Liz Fair, you know, with her girly sound. Uh, and so we, what happens with Josephine Electric is it's this kind of like this love of bands um, like the Blake Babies and Juliana Hatfield and Liz Fair aesthetic. Also with the kind of uh, vocal kind of Bowie-esque nature of Tori Amos, we've kind of merged a lot of different genres. And, and kind of what we used Josephine Electric's female persona to give this kind of riot girl aesthetic, uh, like a sleeve bikini type of thing, um, that we, we just appreciate that. And we, we found that when we use our Josephine Electric voice, we get more uh, reception, a better reception than just using our phantom voice, which is kind of strange, but that's what's happened and we've kind of gone with it. So you've heard it in the background. That's one of the songs in this um, particular episode. The other song I'm playing in the background is called Flip Sides. Uh, and Flip Sides is another um, sonic dissonance track. But we'll get into, you know, we'll use that as a background for now. So Gloveless Punk Pug is uh, really using our Mother 32 from Moog. Uh, and it's C32 step sequencer. Um, and we tied it into uh, the DFAM. And then we also tied it into our Arturia Rainbow 2S, which actually has a big patch base similar to what's on the Mother 32 and on the DFAM. And you can play with the clocks on these semi modular synths. And you can have them do all kinds of interesting. Uh, you know, what people would do in a DAW, they would go and they would do clips and then bounce them around. On these analog sense, you can do that, but you're doing it through controlled voltage. And you can have things kind of kick off at the end of a sequence and kick off another sequence. Uh, and it's all analog. It's not, you don't see a screen, you don't see the bars. You kind of use your musical instincts from what you hear is what you get kind of like in the computer world, what you see is what you get, well, what you hear is what you get. And you can play the filters and you can play the knobs on these analog sense. And what you get is kind of a point in time um, art rock kind of concept of, you know, you're a painter and you're doing that painting and you're layering in that moment. 
like an abstract painter. And that's the way we look at doing this music. So a lot of it is kind of point in time. You know, maybe you can't exactly recreate it, but because we use our digital recorder from Zoom, we've actually been able to play these songs, even though they're very um, special in that, you know, kind of point in time, you know, you're not going to exactly get your mode to act the same way all the time. It's kind of hard to do. Um, but you can run the tape through the digital tape and then if you track it, you can mute and unmute tracks, kind of like an OPZ. On an OPZ, you can mute and unmute tracks, and then you can play with it. Same thing you can do with a Zoom R24. And that's the way we approach our expansive sound. So Gloveless Punk Pug kind of takes this idea that Josephine's talking about some kind of fighter, um, and he's you know not wearing his gloves, and he's a punk, and he's a pug, and he's kind of obnoxious, and Josephine's kind of taking him on, you know, and, and criticizing him and kind of tearing him down. It's like a diss track. Um, but then she might be attracted to him as well, because sometimes she's attracted to what she should run away from um, or, or, or not get into. Uh, so that's what this song is about. And it's it's very interesting in its sonic structure. It's got a lot of, uh, you know, what we call strange modulation from what I just said by playing with these modes. One of the cool things on that track is there's the System 1M from Roland, which is an analog behavioral modeling synth. And we're just using the natural state of it. It can be a plug out, which means it can actually become like a System 100 or an SH-101. And you can do a lot of really interesting things because the really cool thing about the Roland, it actually has sliders on the envelopes that actually let you visually map out the envelope generators and and it's got a really interesting routing that's you know kind of based on the history of Roland modular sets if you go back to system 100 system 700 system 500s they have very interesting modulation uh capabilities and their oscillators don't sound like modes they don't sound like um uh, you know, like Roland's, well, they are Roland, but they I mean, they don't sound like Prophets. They don't sound like Oberheim's. They have a very, very distinctive Roland sound. And what we find with the System 1M, it can do very interesting, uh, like uh, vibrato. It can do very interesting portamento, legato, uh, decrescendo, crescendo type things. And they, they kind of tend to lead them, lend themselves to atmospheric uh, manipulation. And what we do is we actually have a Arturia um, um, uh, Beatstep Pro, and we're actually live triggering the sounds. And then sometimes what we're also doing is playing the filter where we're changing some of the aspects of um, of the modulation. Maybe we change in the waveform uh, in real time or changing, uh, adjusting the filter or adjusting um, the pitch and bringing it up and down to do a very dramatic um, decrescendo. So it's, it's really cool what you can do with these synths and both these songs have that. And the flip side is the same type of um, flip sides, girls and dudes. It basically, Josephine kind of talking about how, you know, her nature is interesting because, you know, I'm a guy playing her as like an actor, like a method actor. And so Josephine, you know, has this male and female side and I have a male female side because that's my, you know, we're both one and the same. So we're talking about the kind of flip sides of the coin. 
you know, at the end of the day, you're, you know, both sides, the dark side of the moon, the light side of the moon, which kind of taking all these ideas, you know, black and white. Um, it's just this whole uh, kind of Gemini vibe. And we're using, to great effect, again, the System 1M, you can hear it very distinctively. It's what's kind of cutting through the mix. And that's a digital synth, but it has a lot of analog capability. And we use it because uh, it, of its hardware nature. It's very powerful in what it can do. So it's a complement to our Moogs and our Rolands. I mean, our other Roland, which is the Juno, which is our straight poly synth that we use for pianos and guitars and pads. But the System 1M is, has been something we've been using since Something Wicked. And uh, we're very uh, much into that machine. We'd love to get a System 8 because uh, it's just a, a more advanced version of, of, of um, the System 1M. Um, but then we've been looking at the Jupiter XM, and in some ways it's kind of lost some of the capability of the System 8 because it doesn't have all the knobs and sliders available, but the Jupiter X kind of looks like it will be the full evolution of that idea because it's actually got the same uh, sonic creation structure of the Jupiter 8, which is one of the best uh, workflows on a hardware synth or poly synth. It's been replicated by many companies, including like UDO with their Super 6 coming up. It's got that kind of workflow. And, you know, if anybody's ever looked at Jupiter 8, it's exactly the kind of workflow you want if you're going to do sound design. And in a way, it's a polyphonic version of what the Moog, uh, Mini Moog does from left to right. It's very clear when you're designing a sound, what you're doing. And it's very immediate. And that's why, you know, bands like Emerson Palmer, Vic Wakeman, Bernie Worrell, uh, were able to use it on stage because it's easy to get into. Compared to the modular sense, it's a lot harder. Uh, you can make a lot more mistakes when you're trying to get to patches. Uh, but the Jupiter 8, you know, did have patch memory, but it also had the ability to, to tweak a sound immediately and make it yours right there. Uh, it's, it's like, you know, being able to tune a guitar in real time, uh, you know, and get to where you need to be right away without menu diving. So we're very excited about these two songs. Let you know, let us know what you think with the voice memo. Uh, we the voice memo feature is pretty cool, but we haven't had a lot of people use it. And be be aware on Anchor FM if you want to leave a comment on this episode. You know, not something crazy. Uh, no hate. If you want to do hate, just ignore the episode and don't listen. But if you have something productive to say, uh, something constructive to say, you know, please leave leave a voice memo. If you're a band and you want to get interviewed, leave your Facebook. Uh, handle or your Instagram handle and we'll do a direct message and we schedule you. There's no cost. And so if you can see, we've interviewed over 30 artists over the last year. We got almost 22,000 listens since 2018. And um, this this uh, anchor is part of Spotify. So uh, feel confident when you come on to anchor, you're going to be uh, shown your podcast is going to be available to 11 different platforms, including Spotify podcast and Apple. Radio Public and many, many more. So check it out and let us know if you want to talk to us. And again, uh, we're a starving artist. So if you feel that you like what we're doing, please uh, become a supporter of the podcast. It's different levels. It's 99 cents. It's four, um, $4.99 and $9.99. And, so, and also, we have our fourth Fan Luck to Go CD, which we wrote on the Teenage Engineering OPZ, which is called... Uh, the the um, flower that blooms at midnight in a tomb. 
It's also available on all streaming services, but you can get it right now on Amazon.com for $9.99. So check it out. And if you're a Prime member, I think you get free shipping. So check it out. It's a uh, full CD. or All of our CDs are still available on Amazon.com. So check it out, and uh, we'll talk to you later.
Yeah. 
Love, 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 love